0: I well, why don't you uh, open your Bibles with me to uh, Exodus chapter 20, we uh, We're we'll looking at verses 4 to 6, uh, 4 to 6, Exodus 20, four, verses 4 through 6, the, um, um, before we uh, begin in God's Word, let's uh, pause for a moment for a brief prayer, join with me please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, dear God. Thank you for your, for your love for us, to show it to us, dear God. May, may you illumine our hearts this morning. May we remove it distractions that keep us from being uh, taught by your word this morning, Lord. May our, uh, your kingdom be glorified and our lives be better because of it. In your great name we ask it. Amen. The, um, before we get into the text, I've got to tell you a little, a little uh, turn the clock back a, a bit. Um, when I was in my mid-20s, I... Um, I was, um, I was into marathon running, I was not married, I had time for this kind of a hobby, and I'd run between six and ten miles a day, didn't think twice about it, I was training for the 26-mile run, and it would, it would be, i have to build up to a 20-mile run, which I was able to do quite uh, readily. Um, because of this training schedule, I knew I could, I could eat, I knew I could eat anything. And it wouldn't show, I mean, tall, skinny Bill, yeah, got it, Bill. But, but you know, I, I read somewhere that uh, back then, um, it, it for, for breakfast, we're supposed to eat like a king, for lunch, we're supposed to eat like a prince, and for dinner, we'll eat like a pauper, okay, got it, okay. So I was, that was the, the, the craze back then, so I said, okay, so I was, um, by, I live by myself, and I'm, uh, I'm at home, and I'm uh, eating dinner, so I fixed myself a nice green salad. So that was all well and good. Now, remember, I'm in my 20s, and I've got a pretty good appetite. But anyway, I was eating like a, just like I was supposed to, to eat healthy. And so I'm... Uh, now, at that time, if you've been local long enough, there was a uh, famous bakery called Vanny Camp's Bakery. And they, uh, they made these delicious powdered sugar donuts. And so I'd, um, in my... Um, cooking for myself. I used it generously. I had uh, uh, bought a dozen of those donuts. And, the, and so I had them on the counter. So I'm looking at those donuts as, you know, that salad really didn't fill me up much. So, so, I, so, I, had, so I had a donut. I ate one donut. And, um, and it tasted, tasted quite good. And, and then, um, so, you know, that's, I, I run a lot. I could probably have two and no big deal. So I, so I had another one. So I had another donut. And uh, so I had the salad. The two sugar donuts, powdered sugar donuts, are really, really good. Vandycaps did a great job with their bakery, by the way. The, uh, and it was really good. And then, um, then I said, you know, what's the big deal for a third? You know, so, I, so, I had a, so I had a third. pot. How can I eat that? I mean, well, before my dinner was over, I'd eaten eight powdered sugar donuts. <laughs> and, 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 and I'd become a glutton, a skinny glutton. You know, the Bible talks about woe to those who've got us their belly. My belly was my God, and 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 I and I caught glimpse. I was really kind of, well, I wasn't kind of. I was very very disappointed in myself. And then, um, (laughs) fortunately for me, God was going to uh, discipline me, because uh, it was it was shortly thereafter uh, I developed a throat irritation, and it was um, I don't think it was because of the powdered sugar donuts, by the way. But it was but but I whenever I would eat swallow anything, the uh, um, it was like I had sandpaper that surrounded that bite of food as it would go down. It was excruciatingly painful. It took me forever to eat anything. And it was like uh, um, I, I, it was like, like God was disciplining me and I, and I got the message, believe me. Uh, um, and so the, the um, eating had become, and eating unhealthily had become an idol of my heart. It had become an idol, it really had. And so um, today we're gonna look at, at what the Bible says about idols. Um, it's very important to me. It's a lesson I wish I'd uh, embraced long ago, and uh, and we all get to be reminded of it today. So let's take a look at Exodus. Um, um, we're going to look at idols of the heart. Idols. Of the heart. We're not talking about the 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 the, the rock rock fixtures uh, that people would worship, or you go to, to Greece, you see these idols, these Zeus and all that. It's not. We're not talking that. We're talking about right here, in, in my heart and yours. So let's take a look at, at verse uh, verses four through six. You. to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Wonderful text, wonderful text for us to look at. So let's take a look at a couple of things. What is, um, um, what, what, what's God trying to teach us in this commandment? What's, what's he looking at for you and for me this morning, okay? Um, now instead of, you notice the, the, uh, depending on which translation you have, carved image can also be translated as idols, Idol So we're, I think we're safely to say um, we're looking at something that we bow down to or serve, Bow down to or serve, OK? Um, now you look at the Bible dictionaries. An idol is an image or anything used as an object of worship in place of the true God. an image or anything that used as an object of worship in place of the true God. All right? Now, um, John Street has even, I think, was even a, a better um, uh, definition. He says. An idol is any dominating desire of the heart that replaces the desire to love and serve God. Let me read that again for us. An idol is any dominating desire of the heart that replaces the desire to love and serve God. Okay, let's lock that in our minds, okay? Um, um, uh, So in some aspect of life, we're gonna put on a uh, um, level that we... We're going to try to get what we treasure. We're going to try to get what we treasure. Try to get what we treasure, right? We're going to do that. Um, idolatry is a dependence on certain aspects of life. Get that. Dependence of certain aspects of life, attempting to make them our satisfaction and solutions to our problems. So it's a preoccupation with some aspect of life. And, and, it's, and it's not a good one because um, we're looking at that for our ultimate satisfaction. We're not talking about God. We're talking about this situation, this, this whatever it might be, uh, getting this thing. Um, Jeremiah 2, verse 13, uh, talks about, for my people, Jeremiah two thirteen, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So there's two evils. First, so Israel has abandoned God. All right, it's aban- they've they've abandoned God, and they've turned to adulterous, uh, uh, adulterous uh, objects of trust. Right, and and the cisterns they would have cracks in them, so eventually, eventually the water would seep through, would seep out. It, it it didn't didn't sustain, and, and it, it, it 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 proved useless. The cisterns were useless, and what a good word for that! Idols that you and I serve, useless, useless. Let's face it, they are. We think they're going to give us a little bit of enjoyment for a little bit, but after a while, it's useless. They're useless. We we get that. We get that. We go back to um, um, when are idols created? When are idols created? Now, when we no longer look to God as our source of satisfaction, the solution to our problems, or the sustainer to our trials, when are idols created? when we no longer look to God as a source of our satisfaction, the solution to our problems, or the sustainer to our trials. That's when we turn to idols, right? Let's go back to, to, the, to the text. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is earth beneath or that is in the water under the truth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Okay, so, so we make for ourselves an idol. We make we make these idols for ourselves. Um, the uh, so we look, look. We got idols. Now let's look at a heart. Because we're talking about idols of the heart. What is, what's what's that? Um, in Proverbs uh, four twenty three says, "Keep your heart with all vigilance." Proverbs four twenty three. For from it flow the springs of life. So, we know that our heart, keep our heart with all vision, we have to be very careful of what we allow our hearts to be dominated by. We have to be very careful of that. We have to be very careful of that. Um, um, so, looking at the commentaries in preparation for, for this morning, it's permissible both to sustain the idea of, of a thought life for the word heart. We can look, at, look, look at our thought life. What, do we, what dominates our heart? What dominates our thought life? What are we thinking about the most? That, that kind of helps us know what we're actually. Uh, um, looking at to, to be our sustainer. If it's the Lord, that's great. Sometimes, oh, it's not, unfortunately, right? Um, Keeping watch on our thought life. Our thought life reveals what we worship, what controls us, and reveals what you and I love most. What you and I love most. I mean, let, let's, let's, let's be candid here. Isn't that right? That's what it is. It um, can, can include any sinful thought that's ruling our heart. It, it rules our heart. Um, not every uh, single desire becomes a, a, a ruling desire, uh, but ones that captivate us and enslave us are. Not everything, but, but ones that, that, that enslave us are. They, we, we, we put, we're kind of like the, the Rolodex, right? It just, it just keeps going around and around and around. We replay it, we replay it, we replay it. If he, if she, uh, if only, if only. Uh, those are the things that just kind of roll around in our minds, right? Um, they dominate our time and energy. Think about that for a minute. They dominate our time and energy. What, what are we usually thinking about? It, that takes time for that. It takes time for that. It does. Our energy gets sapped by these, by these idols. We're not careful. Um, so we see that uh, uh, here that parts of the body are used. First, the heart, okay. Uh, so it must be guarded diligently, It talks about being attentive uh, in Proverbs 4. says, my son, 20 to 21, King Solomon instructed the disciple to guard wisdom being shared in his heart. Guard his heart. Guard our heart. Guard my heart. Guard your heart, okay? My son, be attentive to my words, right here. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Keep them within your heart. So we have to be, so, what are, so. What are some consequences of idolatry? We're not asking for a for us to reveal it individually, but let, let me just say a few things. We know one thing: consequences of idolatry. It's evil in the sight of God, right? It's evil. Now, now, now we know that it's, it's Exodus twenty, verse five: "You should not bow down to them, or should for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God." Now, just pause. Just pause and think about that for a minute. The God of the universe. The God of the universe is jealous for your heart and mine. He created all. All. He determines heaven and hell. He offers us salvation. All. But we, we, we do be, when we get entrenched in these, in these idols, it's evil in the sight of God. You know, isn't it interesting what motivates us? When we're at work, Someone's looking over our shoulder how we're working. They're looking over our shoulder. What do we do? Oh, we do our very best. The same thing with God Himself, right? God Himself, He's right there with us. Idolatry leads us away from serving God. We know we can't serve two gods. We, we, We can't. We either serve one or the other. What is dominating my thought life? Okay? And sadly, Idolatry leads us into stumbling into further sin. Um, little, you know, First John five, last verse in chapter five of the book, it says, "What little children, keep yourselves from what idols. Keep yourself from idols, right? The uh, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, unfortunately, sadly, is in the church is is, is is pornography, sexual sin. It's in there. It's kind of got a boomerang effect, isn't it? Right." It promises so much excitement, but it comes back and it just only, only destroys, destroys the participants in that. destroys them. It really does. Uh, physical death, not going to happen likely, but it's going to ruin so many other parts of, that, of, of one's life. and um, It just kind of get, get, stumbles into more and more and more when that becomes an idol. Um, and so all these idolatry things that, 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 that come into our lives, it leads us away from the abundant life that God has offered to us God has offered us abundant life okay th- but when we're in idols it's not going to happen um, um conscious dies right uh relationships hurt fade away maybe even destroyed right uh uh time like we talked about ebbs away um godliness dies godliness dies um you know, Galatians 6, 7, what's that say? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. We, 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 build, we shoot ourselves on our own foot. We shoot ourselves on our own foot. And we wonder why things are like they are. Um, Trojan horses, you know. I, 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 the, 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 I put idols are Trojan horses. Remember this, the the story from our from our school days, where, where where the the Greeks were laying siege to the city of Troy, right? And the and the war had dragged on for ten years. Ten years it dragged on. So they built the Greeks built a very large wooden horse, and they uh, uh, left it outside the city. Uh, Troy thought it was going to be a it was a peace offering. Dragged it inside the city, and then this beautiful horse. Unfortunately for the for Troy, had inside the horse was uh, some Greek warriors. They uh, while the Trojans slept, Greeks got, got out, killed the guards, and the troops come in, and, and Troys destroyed, and, and captured, I should say. Idols are the same. Idols are the same. We think we have a right to think a certain way, to respond a certain way, ungodly as it is, and then, and then it's, oh, what did I do? Oh, why am I here? Why, why am I at this? It, it, the, the, um, we look back, and we groan, on What? over the discipline we didn't have. I'm speaking to myself here. You know, we, 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 it just, just pains us to look back on this stuff. Um, so let's, let's identify personal idols. Let's just kind of identify some of them, some personal idols. Let's just go through a little bit of a, uh, just kind of a list here. You can There'll be more, I'm sure, that'll come to mind, but let's just list a few to make sure we, we're all on the same page where we identify that, yeah, we are tempted by some of these idols, okay? Okay. Um, What wants and desires in our our hearts are opposed to God's wants and desires? What wants and desires in our hearts are opposed to God's wants and desires? What are they? What does God want and desire? But we want it so much, we're willing to be ungodly if we don't get it. We want it so much, it's godly, it's right, but we're willing to be ungodly if we don't get it. What do we consider our rights to be, especially in a marriage relationship? Right, family ma- family relationships at work. What do we consider our rights to be, and how do we react in ungodly ways when denied? You know, we don't we don't we don't usually see our own blind spots. We don't. We're blind to our blind spots, right? So 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 how do we respond? So here's three questions we can ask ourselves: identifying personal idols. Am I willing to sin to get this? Am I willing to sin to get this? If we are, that's one idol, for sure. Am I willing to sin if I think I'm going to lose this? Am I willing to sin if I think I'm going to lose this? Or number three, do I turn to this as a refuge and comfort instead of going to God? Do I turn to this as a refuge and comfort instead of going to God? What could they look like? Now, um, John Street, I said, has got an excellent definition. He says, "Remember, an idol is any dominating desire of the heart that replaces the desire to love and serve God." Okay, Um, what we can look at may not be sinful in themselves. Quite frankly, most a lot of them are not, unless they begin to dominate our desires um, to the extent that. God is replaced by him, okay? How about performance? Performance. When we try to please man rather than God. uh, Fearful of what others are going to think of us. We don't have the courage to do what's right because others are going to look at us as, oh, that guy's kind of, or that gal's kind of, oh, no. When we try to please man rather than God. How about this one? Performance of others. Performance of others can become an idol, right? I mean, really. I have a list of what others should do. For example, my spouse should be a good husband. He must do, fill it out. Or my spouse is to be a good wife. She must do, she must do. And if not, I'm going to become, become a judgmental and unloving. Okay, how about the way the, the house, house is kept or not kept? I choose to guess one, one side or the other is going to have an opinion on that one. Um, or the way family members raise their children. See, I did it this way. How come they're doing it that way? Or the way money's spent. Um, you know, we can usually tell. They're usually revealed to us, isn't that right? When we become what? Angry, impatient. We become angry and impatient. and say, oh, oh, okay, got it. Did I ever do that? Uh, yes, I did. Was God forgiving of me? Yes, He was. Was a fan member forgiving of me? Yes, they were. Am I going to be forgiving of them? I need to be right? Uh, loving God includes uh, loving others, performance of others. so I'm, I'm, so I'm supposed to love others. Um, does our love for others become conditional? Does our love for others become conditional? All love if you if, if only, if only then I would, if only then I would be loving, then I would choose to be loving, if you did this. Well, you know what happens? After one does that, guess what happens? What's the next thing on our if only list? Then the next thing on our if only list, the, uh, um, maybe it's uh, um, if only they were on time, if only they were on time. Years ago, uh, a few years back, there was a, a young man here, actually a 12-year-old boy, and uh, we were investing some time in him, and I, and I, I was late for coming to, uh, to, 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 to spend time with him, and, and he says to me, and I apologize to him, I says, uh, and I said, I'm, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, he said, I don't care if you're late, just as long as you come. I don't care if you're late, just as long as you come. Oh, well, that's, I kind of like that. Um, um, how do I know it was an idol for me? Because I get upset, I get impatient. Why aren't they here on time? They're on time for work, why can't they be on time now? They're on time for her, how come they're on time on, on time for, for their family, how come they're not on time for my family? What's an idol? Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, <laughs> another performance idol I'll, I'll confess to you is when our sons were young, you know, we raised we, 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 we three sons and um, when they were young, they wore shoes. And and they had a, more than one pair of shoes, and they would all stack them in the living room, not the bedroom, the living room. They would stack them, and and it I kind of got so you know what what why can't they just put them away you know, and and and, and, and to teach them a lesson, um, sometimes we'd even to the point where we would. Uh, tie the shoelaces together on the opposite shoes and then here. They, that was a to try to. But now we don't care where they put their shoes. We're just glad whenever they come over. So these are kids, uh, parents of young kids, keep that in mind. <laughs> the day's coming, you'll be glad to <laughs> come over and visit you, period. Uh, maybe it's the love of money. We all know that money is, we need money to live. We all get that. Um, but do we pursue it to the extent of compromising um, God's given responsibilities for us? Do we pursue it? uh, It was early in our marriage. I think it was even our one-year anniversary. Um, Reading all these books about how to be a good husband. And I thought I would did a pretty good job. I was patting myself on the back. And and I go up to, uh, we have a family cabin at Lake Quinault. And was up there, just the two of us. We had a great time. And I had brought my questions for Kathy and I to discuss. Yeah. So I got through all of them and, and it was good, and, I, and then it was my finishing my first year at Boeing, and, and uh, I was real pleased with myself, and, and then she says, uh, can I ask a question? Being the good husband I was, I said, oh, of course, of course, of course, I ask questions, sure. She says, how many hours a day, no, how, much, how many hours do you have to work before you consider yourself a workaholic? How many hours do you have to work before you consider yourself a workaholic? I said, oh, oh, I become a workaholic. Why? wanted to provide for my family to what extent too much too much do we live to work or do we work to live do we live to work or do we work to live that'd become an idol to me um the um how about success what makes a good day for you or for me what makes a good day for you or for me think about it um kind of reveals um is it oh I got a lot accomplished today Okay, all right. There's a story of a father who, um, it was a Saturday morning, he was um, looking forward to having breakfast with his children. And, he, and, and, and it was a very organized house, home, very organized home. They had certain chores the kids were supposed to do on Saturdays, and, and, and it was all, and the breakfast was together or intended to be together. And, and he sits down, and he's, he's, he's looked forward to spending time with his children all week. For this time, this is a special time for him. And he sits down for breakfast, and the first child comes out, looks at the to-do list, runs up runs out to do that. He's gonna go sweep the garage. Next one comes out, looks at the to do list, oh they're gonna go out and pick up the toys in the backyard. And then, and the, and the next one and they all were doing do went to their to their to-do list, and the father says, Whoa, 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 where are you? I want to have fellowship with you. I want to connect. This is our time. Success. Sometimes it um, can be fairness. Life has to be fair. I'm trying to please God. Why is this circumstance in my life? You know, God talks about trials and tribulations. They're going to be with us. Should not surprise us, right? Physical appearance. We can get caught up in that. The older that we get, the harder it gets. The, uh, the uh, um, be, being respected and admired. Maybe that. Maybe that becomes an idol. He talks about that in, in um, Proverbs as well, or in um, um, Sermon on the Mount. Maybe it's an object. Maybe if I if I get a house or a car, a certain car, a certain house, a certain cell phone, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll, that'll be that'll be great. That'll be that that'll do it. How about how about athletics? Years ago, long ago, I used to be on the rowing team at the University of Washington. And it was my first year, my freshman year. And I was really into it. A hundred hundred guys show up and they all you walk in and all these, all these tall guys are there. And, they, uh, um, and, and it's pretty competitive. Pretty competitive deal. And it's just kind of survival of the f- fittest, you know. And, and, um, and, and I, I was fortunate enough to be in the, the first boat, the racing boat. Not everyone gets to race, only, only, only the top eight oarsmen and a, and a coxswain. Only nine get to race on race day. And so um, I was pretty excited about that. So excited, in fact. I really loved it a lot. I said, you know, God, if you invited me to heaven and they didn't have a rowing team, I'd think twice before I accepted. It. Oh, it's right. Yeah, it was an idol. Hobbies. What's, what hobby can become an idol? What hobby can become an idol? For me, it might be running. could be sports teams following sports teams. Does our day get ruined when our sports team loses? You know, if the Huskies win or the Huskies lose, or if the Cougars win or the Cougars lose, is that going to affect the way we love our wife or our husband? The um, reading, I just got to read, I just got to read. Sorry, I don't have time for you now, dear. I got to read my book. I just got to have that downtime. Gardening, oh, that's my that, that's my happy place. Gardening, gotta gotta do, do my gardening. Sorry, physical fitness. That's kind of the craze, now isn't it? Right, physical fitness. Is that is that is, is, is that an idol? Not necessarily sinful by itself, is it? It's not. But if they become so important that they become insistent that their ultimate satisfaction is in them. Then we gotta have, have to check ourselves, right? If we become irritable and we don't get that, that's usually an in- indicator. Yeah, it, Bill, it's an idol. It's an idol. How about worldly pleasures? Alcohol, food, sex, the like. Um, Children. Whoa. Did I say children? I did. We know children are a gift from the Lord. We can't miss that. Psalm 127, verse 3. Yet as as wonderful as they are, and they definitely are, our ultimate satisfaction in life needs to be from God himself. Of course, the good news about that, when we we as parents do that, guess what happens? The children are more likely to catch that too. They're more likely to catch that too. Um, careers let's take a look at careers how about careers is that an idol of my heart is that an island of my heart it can be um i would rather be at the job is a job so fun you love we love our job so much more than more than fulfilling our obligations at home believe me when you when we sit on our deathbed we're not gonna look back and say gee i wish i would have spent more, more more time at home i mean more time at work I to say I wish I had more time at work. Yeah, more time at work. No, it, it, we choose where we, where we will be the hero. We choose where we will be the hero. You right? Years ago, I was a Boeing executive um, of manufacturing. I worked for uh, AEWNC, it, it was a big program uh, Boeing had in uh, uh, airborne early warning and control. Sorry. And, and, and Kevin Cruz was the manufacturing manager. So there used to be, before uh, Amazon came, there used to be a pink palace there, okay? It's called Pink Palace, big pink building. Top floor was Kevin's office, Kevin's office. You know, he had a very important job, very important job. You know what he did? He coached his son's baseball teams. He coached his son's baseball team. He said, Kevin, how do you do it? Said, I just do. And his family was important. He just, he just did it. He just did it. It was, it was really quite, quite uh, impressive for me. So, so we got some and there's idols that we can you, you'll know it you and I will know it today it won't take long for you or I to, to leave this building today and become impatient about something about something I'll, I'll guarantee it or to be tempted for something that's not godly I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee it I'll guarantee it the um, now the, so the, okay okay Bill, got it how do we repent from idols how do we repent from idols um, th- that, that, that's what we want. You, you and I know that. It, it's, it's like, you know, okay, okay, got it. I don't want to do that, though. I want to serve the living God for his glory and for my good, right? Well, um, we're gonna, Brad Bigley does a great job of, um, of this, laying this out, which we're going to um, use this morning. He's got a great book called God's, Gospel Treason. You ever want that? Uh, it's, uh, it's Gospel Treason by Brad Bigley. highly recommend it. If you want the Reader's Digest version, uh, read, read, not diversion, Reader's Digest version, uh, Identifying Personal idols is out there the, on the, um, by the bulletins out, out there if you want. Um, if you want to go, uh, if you happen to be uh, struggling, struggling with pornography, uh, um, there's a great book out there, Passions of the Heart by John Street. Passions of the Heart by John Street, highly recommend it. Um, the uh, um, ladies, you can talk to my wife Kathy. Uh, gentlemen, if you want to, uh, me to help you work through it, I'm happy to do that. Um, but, they're very good resources. Um, I recommend both of them highly. Um, um, so number one, always be on the alert. How do we repent from idols? Always be on the alert for idols to creep into our heart. Always be on the alert. Always be on the alert, right? We know First Peter 5.8, what's it say? Be sober-minded, watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He knows our weak spots. Satan knows our weak spots. He does. He does. So what do we want to do to offset that? We want to read God's word, right? God, God's word reads us, right? It reads us. Um, other thing we want to do to be on the alert, keep doing life together with God's family. That's, that's what we're doing right now. We're doing that right now, right? Uh, don't just attend church, but plug in. Don't come in and get out. Don't come in and just say, "Gee, I hope no one talks to me." No, plug in. Plug in with other believers. Uh, we are not designed to live life, Christian life alone. We aren't. We aren't designed for that. We need each other. We really do. Um, and they can help us see where we're veering off into something that would make us uh, susceptible to sin. We got to open up a little bit, though, don't we? We open up to others. Guess what happens? they open up to us, right? The, uh, um, and then uh, Hebrews ten twenty five says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of son, some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Be on alert for idols that creep into our heart. Keep crying out to God, praying. Psalm 139, 23 to 24, highly recommend this verse as well. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. There's a, there's a help. Ask for help. Catch it. And then lead me in the way he wants. He's, he's made available to us. It, it's just, what's it going back to? The, the Lord's Prayer, right? Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us That's what we're talking about here. Number two, uh, make choices that starve our idols. Make choices that starve our idols. Um, are we, do we live a, com, a commandment-oriented life or feelings-oriented life? Think about that for a minute. Are we commandment-oriented or feelings-oriented? I just can't feel the love for that person. What's it, ta- what's it say to do? What are we to do? We are to give and to Love, we are to love our even our enemies, right? So, so is, are we, uh, am I pleasing God or pleasing self? Make choices that starve our idols. Um, Romans thirteen fourteen says, "But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh, to gratify its desires. To gratify its desires." Psalm. Um, so, Be on the alert for idols, creep into our heart. Make choices that starve our idols. And number three, ask questions that help identify idolatrous desires. What am I willing to sin to get? What am I willing to sin to get? Why am I punishing this person? Why am I punishing this person? Why am I demanding? Why am I expecting so much from this person? Why do I have this conflict? And then we need to take time to pray about it, right? We need to take time to pray about it. Lord, show me. The conflict between me and my siblings, me and my spouse, me and my boss, is it because of my idols. Is it because of my idols. We get to give him up to God, take him to him, let him work in that area. And you know the thing that's wonderful about the Christian life? He does. He does. He does. He will. He will. I'll, I, he does. I first firsthand experience here. Right Right here, you're looking at me. It's what he does. Um, and of course, the Bible talks about not just replacing sinful behavior, not just stopping. It also talks about, uh, about um, the joy that comes from righteousness, right? The joy that comes from righteousness. Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51.10. So when you and I leave today, we're gonna be, an idol is gonna become available to us. It's gonna come into our day. It's gonna come into our day, I'll guarantee it. What are we gonna do with it? We know it's, we've got to be on the alert for it right sometimes you need a, a a person to help us get that but be on the alert make choices and start we're going to make a choice that's going to start out i'm not not going to go there when you get as old as i am you've made lots of mistakes and you know what happens if you stay on that road any longer Say, oh, oh, oh oh i've done that i've done that i'm not going to go there i don't i i've, I've been there i've learned from the consequence of that sin i've, I've grieved god and I haven't turned it over to the Holy Spirit. And no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. So, how to repent from idols. Conclusion. Okay, idols of the heart. Idols of the heart. Many years ago, what was it for Bill? Powdered sugar donuts. Powdered sugar donuts. It was an idol, all right? And, and uh, uh, now I, I have to tell you, though, Powdered sugar donors are not an idol for me. They aren't. But you know what? Other idols are all around me. They're all around me. They are. And, and it's going to be that way for a lifetime. Idols are they're, they're going to come up for a lifetime. The good news is that for all temptations, all temptations, we, we've got this in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 10 13. No temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. that You may be able to endure it. So we don't have to live in the past idols. We don't have to keep kicking ourselves with the past that are seemingly entrenched. No, we we can get rid of those. Or the present idols that are right with us. We have hope from Christ, right? We have hope that Christ, and um, he came to intercede for those times. He came so we may have life and have it abundantly from the idols of our heart. Thank God for that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word this morning, dear God. Thank you for your, uh, so much for your um, uh, clear instruction for us. Forgive us, dear God, when we don't, do not run to you when these idols come in. Um, we thank you, though, that we can bring these to you, dear God, and you can and do remove them from us for our good and your glory. Amen.